This is Deepa from DeepaBarrow.com, and you're listening to the Deep Beauty Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Deep Beauty Podcast. I have a great episode for you today. I have an ex-co-worker with me on the line. This is Rebecca Palazzo. Hey Rebecca, how's it going? It's good. How are you, Deepa? I'm good. So Rebecca and I used to work at Sephora together about, we were just saying it was like four years ago, which feels like just yesterday. <laughs> It's so crazy how fast like time flies. It really does. I really wanted to have you on the podcast because I feel like I just was always really taken by you. Like when I met you, you I think it was something about you. You just sort of reminded me of myself when I first started in makeup. Like I just wanted to learn everything. I wanted to try everything. And I had these really, really big dreams. And when I would see you, um, even in that, uh, didn't we do um, the training basic training or what was it called? Yeah, we did like a Sephora SOS, I believe. That's what it's together. called. Yeah. yeah. And I would just see you talking to, you know, the trainers and stuff like that. And, and you just were so like, so much energy and so ready to go. And I just loved it. I was like, Oh, my God, this girl Aww. is exactly like how I was like when I first started out. And uh, it's been really like such a pleasure to see you grow in your career and sort of try different things um, and just sort of follow your heart. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> so cute. Um, so, okay, so basically in this podcast, we're going to talk to Rebecca about um, sort of how she sort of followed her heart when it comes to her career because a lot of people I find sort of just follow, you know, the short-term money and they have like, they get really stuck on trying different things, but I think that you've been really fearless in just sort of following what it is that you really truly want to do, which I think in the end is what's going to give you the most happiness. So um, we're going to take it uh, to the beginning. So you started in makeup. Uh, we were working at Sephora together. What what did you do after that? Yeah. So, I mean, I started working at Sephora when I was 18. Like it was a store that that was the only part-time job I wanted when I was that age. And I'm happy I did it. So after I left Sephora, I dipped in. I actually left Sephora because I got an internship at Flair Magazine. And then I needed to make some sort of money. But at the time, my availability wasn't like aligning with Sephora. So I was like, I need something that I can pick up here and there. So then I became an on-column art, like artist at Mac. And then after a year, I just kind of wanted to dip into my own waters. And so I took the like liberty to just freelance a little bit. And during that time, I was like doing freelance, like beauty writing, as well as freelance makeup. And then I ended up working at a the Urban Decay self-standing store because as I kept freelancing, I was just noticing a little bit of a trend with just both of the industry. Like I was always like, I knew that if I wanted to be happy, all I needed to do is be in the beauty industry. Like that I didn't want to settle for being a part of, you know, anything that was political or like in the health department. I loved everything just about beauty and everyone told me like open your horizons that would that's gonna open more doors and anytime I would try it just didn't feel right so mm -hmm. um what happened was I gained some management experience over at the urban decay store at um over here in Mississauga it's one of the, like the second ones in Ontario and then it's kind of crazy like how I got the position I have now just because um I wasn't really like actively looking for a position. I was just thinking about, you know, like I made the decision to go back to school just because I felt like I was finding myself quite stuck. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, maybe like a career in like the communication side of the industry is in my best interest. And again, it always had to be like with beauty. So um, during the time that I was like applying and I just started a new program, the founder of the brand that I currently work for had reached out with a job opportunity and he kind of let me know that they were looking for a trainer. But this was like an entry level type of contract position. So I remember being like kind of hesitant. I was kind of scared because, you know, I had like guaranteed hours at Urban. Like I had just been a manager there. Like I was really comfortable there. And so I figured like, let's ride it out for the next like, you know, couple of years that I'm in school. And then I'm sure we'll end up at like an agency or maybe doing communications with a cosmetic brand. But then, you know, I took the contract at Velour, which is where I am now, Velour Lashes. Best lashes. And love them. Yeah, <laughs> we do have the best lashes. Honestly, and they last so long. I have a pair right next to me right now. <laughs> They're so good. I know. And you know what? That was the thing, though. Like, for me, it was much more than me signing on to, like, another brand. And mm-hmm. because Velour always held, like, such a, like, soft spot in my heart because they were the brand that, like, I was like, you know, just learning about eyelashes. So then I would buy them online for my graduation when I was in high school. And then, you know, for any special occasions, I was like buying a velour lash. And then I actually like one of my really good friends when we both met at Sephora, um, I had just asked her, I'm like, what are your lashes? Like, they're so fluffy. They're so like, you know, lived in. And she was just like, oh, they're velour. And we bonded just because we loved, like, lashes together, like, velour lashes. So then when I took the job, it just felt, like, really nostalgic. It brought back good feelings. And you know what? I never imagined that, like, so quickly I would be able to grow. And then I became an account executive with them just a month after. So I left school. And it just feels like it's the right thing. Like, I... I was, I feel really like grateful. Like I inspire like women locally every day. And it just kind of gets me to understand like the needs of what people want. And then, you know, now it's like, yes, like I have the job that I want, but like, what is also my purpose in life? And I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose with like making women feel more confident. And it's like, no one needs makeup or no one needs lashes. But if you want to, like, why not make it an experience that's enjoyable? And like, let's have fun with it. And oh, I, love that. I feel like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's something that, I always try to give like every person I sit down with like an amazing consultation. And if they feel like a million bucks, then like, that's my goal. And I just love empowering women because, you know, like along this journey, there was a lot of for sure hiccups and bumps and there's something that just always kept me going. And it was just like, you know, an overused word is passion. But when you are very passionate about like something, it was just like, I couldn't imagine myself in any other industry. So I just kept pushing for this one. Well, that's what I seen in you from the start. Like, it was the passion that really struck me that it was like, this girl is going to go somewhere because she just loves it so much. It wasn't a job to you. It was like your life, which I think is, (laughs) I think like if for people that are listening that are trying to figure out what what their place is in the world and what they're trying to, you know, what they want to do. I think you have to look at what you would do if it, if there was no money involved at all. If it was just be able to make ends meet and you would just want to do this job, that is what you should be doing. That's so true. Okay, so now with your passion, you started a blog as well. Why don't you talk to me a little bit about what the inspiration was behind that and what you wanted to share through your blog? I remember just kind of looking at, this was like the very early stages of just the beauty industry kind of taking a shift on the internet, such as, you know, we were seeing a lot more of that like Instagram brow 
We saw a lot of like transformation happening. It wasn't so much amplification. And like, I've always been really true to kind of how I liked my makeup. Like for me, it just, you know, we were speaking about this earlier. It just doesn't sometimes feel right. Like I would sometimes wear this like purple lipstick and I just didn't feel like felt like slightly out of place. So I figured that, you know what, I wanted to be a beauty writer. I really like, that was the end goal. Like when I did go to school for journalism, but I also always wanted to intertwine like my makeup artistry and like the things I had learned at Sephora. So I was at Sephora one day and I just realized, you know what, like I'm going to start my own beauty blog. So then I looked into it and it was just such a process that was so exciting for me. I was like teaching everything myself. I was just thinking about, okay, like how do I create a website and how do I make it look nice? And then I realized like, this is all quite costly. Like if I commit to this, like I need to commit to this because it seems like it's not just like a breeze. Yeah. So, you know, I put together all this like money I was making at Sephora and put it towards that. And then honestly, like I have to say my blog was such a great way for me to brand myself and just show people like, this is who I am. And Rebecca's beauty boudoir is just very like fresh. And it talks about like, you know, snippets of my life, but also it goes into just kind of talking about beauty. And I think that's kind of where it's become like this whole thing where, you know, beauty is beyond just makeup sometimes. And it's about when you discover like your happy place. And it's about when you come to accepting like certain milestones in your life and, you know, learning milestones, like that's a part of like being beautiful. So for me, it's always evolved based on like my beliefs and what was important to me. And I think I finally like, have discovered like where I kind of wanted to go and it's always been so close to my heart and it's opened so many doors like I mentioned and I think it's a huge part of how like you know I was able to connect with my current founder before I ended up working for Valor I really got to know her story and I was able to interview her and then I put it on my blog and this was a piece that like I really like needed to make sure I did really well on because you know, it was the founder of Lore Lashes. And then in the past, I've interviewed Crispy from, she's like an Instagram. Oh, you did Huge nice. sensation. Yeah, that was. I love her. She's awesome. Me too. And she was great. And this was like right when, before she got super mega big. And then uh, celebrity hairstylists like Johnny Ramirez and, you know, a founder of a local like wax on, like wax bar. So there's just been a lot of people I've been able to meet. The eventing part is so fun too, but now I've just gone to the stage where I'm kind of like, I no longer need to go to these like press events. Like, you know, I want it to be very organic again, like kind of take blogging like back to basics. And I think that comes with now me having a career. It's really hard for me to commit to all of these like sponsorships and making that choice was like really easy after I like had a career and like a full time job. So I now like no longer feel like I need to do all these things, but I really enjoy like my blog being a platform that like gets taken like back to basics a little bit more. So now when it comes to like the different facets of your career and how you sort of progressed and and where it's led you, was it an intuition, like an internal intuition that you sort of followed, like a gut feeling that you followed when you made these decisions? Because a lot of times when you're starting out in a career, there are so many doors that could possibly be open to you. It can get a little overwhelming trying to decide which one you want to go through. For a lot of people, they let a lot of other outside factors sort of influence their decision. But what was it for you that sort of led you through your career? I think it even started as young as I was like 12 or 13 years old. And even when I was younger, my mom had always loved doing her makeup. And I would always like sneak into her makeup bag and like, you know, use her makeup. And then 
um, when I was like 13 or 12, actually 12 years old, um, she gave me like a magazine subscription to like Teen Vogue and 17. And like the thing that I got so, I was really immersed in the beauty section. I would rip out the beauty well and then I would like cut things up, post it on my walls. And my mom's like, why do you have an eyebrow on your wall? And I would just share. I'm like, I just love that the way the brow looks. And I love the way this eyeshadow looks in this image. And I just loved like the beauty section so much. So then as I grew up, it just became like something that I was like, I loved beauty. I loved the, like I was obsessed with just like how you could quickly like change, you know, the way you feel and like look with just a little bit of different colors. And, um, yeah. And you know what? It just started as early as just like the fascination of like trends. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it just kind of like, even through high school, like I, to this day speak to some people that I went to high school with and they're just like, I'm not even surprised you ended up falling into what you did because you've always loved makeup in just a different way. Like it wasn't about like you, it was about like the whole concept of it. And I think the reason why I really pushed extra hard is because like my mother, she was a single mother and things were just never really easy. And, you know, I look back and I now as an adult, I'm like, wow, like I lived in a like beautiful neighborhood and her and my grandmother together. I can't even like both of them together really raised me so well because I lived in like a really nice home and it was just so full of love. Like I would come home and like, you know, I never felt anything, but then I knew that like, I always knew that as I got older, things were just like, you know, you need to get a job quicker. And then I would see the influences around me. Like I used to see my friends and I lived in kind of an area where my friends kind of like they were very well off. Mm -hmm. So the people I associated with, you know, they had their parents able to buy them everything in demand. And for me, it was more like I had to work really hard. Like I had to save up for, you know, what I wanted. I couldn't just like, you know, have all these expensive things right away. Like I always had to work for that. And my mom was just like, there's no way that I'm buying you that. Like I have a mortgage. I have to put you through school. And she was just very realistic with me. So um, as I grew up, I just told myself, you know what, I want to be able to like one day, like help my mom out more. And I also want to be able to like, when I do have my own family support them, because, you know, that's how you think as a teenager, You're like, I want to buy my kids everything. But then now as I get older, I'm like, you know what, I just I'm happy I have the job that I have. And that extra push and like the struggle that you go through being like a child of a single mother, you end up appreciating things a lot more. And I think that was a huge part of why I worked so hard. Because I just didn't want to, like, I had something to prove. Like, I made the decision that I wanted to do something that was more creative. But I also needed to, like, you know, make my mother proud because she spent so much time on me, so much, like, you know, she put me through school. And she's done so much for herself. And there's just so much hard work that she's put into just making sure I lived, like, and had everything that I needed. So now having the career I have, I feel like, you know what, like she did an amazing job. And like, obviously now I'm able to help her, but that was a huge part of the motivation. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) I think that like, you know, as tough as it is to go through as a child, I think when you get older, you start to appreciate those certain things like your mom not buying you everything and, you know, you having to work so hard. I mean, it's tough as a teenager, you know, all you really want to do is go to school, hang out with your friends and you have all this homework to do and stuff like that. But then having the stress of needing to work and having to work really hard, it can be really tough to go through as, you know, as a teenager, because you're still developing your, you know, your brain is developing, everything's still developing. But then, you know, when you become older, you start to appreciate. And I think that 
I think that lesson of having to work hard, the early the earlier you learn it, I think it helps so much more in the long run than like, you know, versus someone like myself who grew up and didn't really have to work very hard. It's been very hard for me to try to force myself to be a hard worker. You know, it's taken, oh, sure. it's taken a really long time to get that taste for hard work. But I think when you develop it earlier on, it takes you so much further. So if anybody's listening and you're going through something like this as a teenager, you know, and you're struggling with, you know, trying to balance everything, just know that in the long run, this is actually going to be a really important lesson for you. And it's going to take you a lot further than if you had everything handed to you. It's true. And you know what, I also think too, like, it's something that you just end up appreciating more. And I always tell, like, the people around me that I always felt like I had to grow up, like, I was always in a different milestone in my life. Everyone was just settling in and they were enjoying life in the moment when I was always thinking like one step ahead. And I used to hate that growing up. But then now I just kind of realized like, you know what, like when I raise my child, how would I be able to, you know, be able to provide that for them? Because it's for sure like a tough lesson. But I think also too, there are people like I've met like a lot of my friends that their parents were together and they still have like a hard work ethic. And I think it just depends on kind of just like, you know, just always be hungry to want to work for what you want. And if you feel like it feels like impossible, you just kind of have to keep going for it because it felt quite impossible for me in many years. And to see it all come together now, it's just like, you know what, it is possible. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I know you're super busy, so I'll let you get <laughs> off to work. If you guys want to follow Rebecca, you can find her on Instagram. She's under Rebecca Pelozo. And I'm going to have like all the links for everything on the blog post for this episode. Her website is also um, Rebecca's Beauty Boudoir. Dot com and um, yeah, thank you so much again, Rebecca, for being on. And uh, guys, definitely go check out her stuff. She's so great. She's very talented. Oh, thank you, Deepa. You're welcome.